Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, This is exciting. We've never recorded a live podcast, and we couldn't pick a better crew uh, to do it with. So a few things before we start. Um, Keep muted, but please use the chat. We want you engaged and active. Not to mention, we know how important the chat is because we've sat on many of these calls, and that's where all of the goodies are. So um, use the chat. Um, afterwards, we will do a Q&A and we have uh, giveaways. We have a $25 National FFA gift card and two um, podcast t-shirts from Wandering Maverick uh, Boutique. So if you can, please change your Zoom name so that it has your first and your last name. So at the end, we know who you are. Um, yeah. We will be recording. So any of the questions that we ask, um, it will be to our guests, the the G&G team, but please throw your information uh, in the chat. And then afterwards, uh, we got some surprises, you guys. They don't even know them. So we're so excited. Um, Okay, team, if you're ready, we will start recording in three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. You guys, this one is special. We are recording live at the virtual Germinate conference with the G&G team. And we're just so excited. I just think that, you know, we've come full circle. um, And I love being in a community that supports everyone's passions and hobbies and um, side hustles that make them no money. So um, that being said, why don't we get started? Uh, G&G team, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, tell our listeners your role at Green and Growing Education and just a brief overview of your FFA chapter. Hey, everybody. I'm Sarah Nerswick. I am in the old line state of Maryland, and I am the executive director and founder of Green and Growing Education. So a little idea that was in my head a while back, guess 2018 timeframe when uh, Green and Growing really started, even though it didn't have the name yet. Uh, And I do a lot of back end stuff, things that are super, you know, businessy over here at the Green and Growing, Um, but I'm so thankful that I have the team around me who makes it enjoyable, and they have talents way beyond ever that I ever have or could ever have. So Hannah, why don't you go ahead? Hey friends, my name is Hannah Wedger, and I am from the state of Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes, but it's actually more like 15,000 now, but that is our, we're not the old line state, 15,000 lakes. Um, And I am the education director here at Green and Growing, um, which means I have a couple of different roles. So I work on our podcast, the Green and Growing podcast. Um, I get to do all of the work with the speakers, which is like my passion working with speakers and making them feel confident for our Germinate conference. So all of the speakers that you've listened to this 
week. Um, I have, have connected with them and worked with them um, and, and helped them along the way. And then I just do some other stuff like virtual coffee and things like that. And we have um, a new thing coming, Evergreen Group, which we'll talk about at closing ceremonies. Cassidy, go ahead. All right, um, I am Cassidy McAllister. I am the systems director for G&G. Um, and essentially that came about because uh, all of the technology things that are happening behind the scenes and whatnot, um, that is my responsibility. So setting up the Kartra portal, responding to emails, social media, a lot of those things are right up my alley. And I have loved every second of being a part of the team. Now I am um, from Kentucky. Um, I spent two years in Tennessee teaching, uh, came back to Kentucky, and I am actually transitioning into a new role at my alma mater this year, and I'm super excited. So I'll be teaching um, ag and science at Callaway County High School, um, and I'm just, I'm super pumped and excited to see what this new year brings. Laura. Hello, everyone. I am Laura Crosby, and I am so fortunate to serve as the creative director for green and growing education. And essentially what that means is I take all of the good content that the ladies come up with and make it pretty. Um, and that's, I think the best way to describe it. Sometimes when we're like planning things, I'm like, I don't know how to get, I don't know how to get all the good stuff, but if you give me the good stuff, I'll make it look pretty and add color. Um, so things like that, anything you see, um, for the conference, um, the podcast graphics, anything that goes on social media, um, and even the swag, which we might be changing it up a little bit. So just keep your ears and eyes open um, for how swag might roll out in the next year. Um, and so that's what I get to do um, for Green and Growing. But when it comes to my full-time job, uh, I get to teach fifth through eighth grade middle school students all about agriculture. Um, I am one of two teachers at Danville in Indiana, and so I am housed in the middle school, and then my co-teacher is in the high school, but we share responsibilities um, and have close to 100 FFA members in our chapter. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of you being here with us today. Um, Nikki and I are really excited to get this podcast episode rolling. Um, so we're talking about kind of everyone's favorite thing, I would say, or one of their favorite things, FFA meeting activities and how to really get your students engaged in those. So why don't we start out by hearing one of your favorite FFA meeting activities? Um, so one thing that we do at our chapter is we do games every month at every meeting. Um, so our meetings are actually really structured to be like kind of business-like because we do them before school. So we're on a time crunch, um, but we want to keep it fun and keep it engaging for students. And so um, I don't know a lot of games. I'll be honest, that's not my wheelhouse. And so I have, I divvy that out to my students at our officer treat. Each middle school officer comes up with the game. Um, and then in our playbook, um, they have to put in what the game will be for that month and then all of the instructions. And then when it comes to that time in the meeting, they have to like run that. So they give all the instructions. Um, we've done things from playing the card game Mafia and then we play like Christmas Mafia. The kids end up, we play Mafia probably six months out of the year because they love it so much. Um, but we've also done musical chairs. So even like simple games like that, that take literally no prep are super easy um, to implement in the meetings that keep it fun and keep it exciting. Um, and then we use that also, we do giveaways for our, our meetings. So we had 
Um, one of our students' parents works at National FFA and she donated a bunch of clothes and goodies. And so we use that as giveaways too to motivate students to come to the meetings. Yeah, I love that. Doesn't take a lot to implement. And I love your playbook idea, getting kids involved and really putting the ball in their court. Like if you want this game at your meeting, um, you come up, you come up with the play. I love that. Um, and the supplies needed, you guys, it's just the things that you have, like musical chairs, you need music and chairs and mafia's card, you know, a card game. And so simple things, uh, your kids, you'll kid your kids will love it. It does not have to be complicated. Um, okay, Cassidy, you have a really great one to share. Let's hear yours. So I actually have a, a mini one that Laura made me think of that we just did at our um, July meeting. Um, and it's one that it's like a little minute to win it that I've never seen anyone else do before. And, but it's called flip flop golf. Um, and it's really fun. All you need is to separate your groups into teams. You need a little bit of tape, a set of flip flops and a bag of marshmallows. So you set them up um, at one end of the hallway behind the line. You give the team, like each team will go, um, like each team, all four of their members will go at one time and you time them. They have one minute and they have to hit the marshmallows past certain lines to gain certain points. So past this point is five points, past this point is uh, 10 points and so on. And seeing them, they, have, they ha can go as fast as they can, can only hit one marshmallow at a time. Um, and seeing them wail on some marshmallows with flip-flops is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, I mean, these kids were just dying laughing. They were hitting each other with marshmallows if you were standing in the hallway and they were getting so uh, frustrated that they couldn't hit, you know, they'd whiff it and oh, it was hilarious. So um, that one's really easy, literally marshmallows, tape <laughs> and uh, a set of flip-flops. So I, it doesn't even have to be like new flip-flops. They could be flip-flops off someone's feet, I guess. Um, but then one thing that our chapter does is that we um, try and do a community service event and a fun event at every month. Um, and so Christmas time is always a time when we think about community service. Um, and the one that my students really enjoyed um, was a Christmas community service party um, where the students would bring in, like the boys brought in socks and the girls brought in lotion. Um, and we would bag those up just in like the, like the craft bags. Um, and then the students would decorate those and those would be sent out to the nursing home. So our, our whole party while they're doing, um, you know, food and, and ce uh, celebrating with each other and everything, they were actually decorating those craft bags. Um, and then they would fill them up with those little goodies um, and set them aside. And then we had a group of students that volunteered to take them to the local nursing home. Those are all really awesome ideas. I feel like the minute to win it ones are always fun because they are super easy to implement. The supplies are usually pretty, um, pretty cheap or maybe ones that you already have um, around your egg department or classroom. Um, there's a lot of really good ones in the chat that people are talking about. The Oreo one where you have to get it kind of down your face into your mouth. Um, I've done the one where you pull all the Kleenexes out of a box in a minute or try to. Um, that one's obviously really really inexpensive, um, some spaghetti towers, different things like that. Um, but now that we've talked about some really fun activities for meetings, um, I would love to know, Hannah, how you get your students to the meetings. I think that's always a, a big issue that a lot of us deal with is really getting the students to attend meetings and, and all that good stuff. So we this year really kind of decided that we needed to 
let the officer team do their thing. And we needed to kind of, um, we needed to train them, but we also needed to release the reins. Um, and so we, at our officer meetings, um, we would have them every other week in the mornings, we would have them plan everything out. Um, and we had created this document that kind of walked us through, um, like, what do we need to do two weeks before the meeting? What do we need to do one week before the meeting? What do we need to do five days before the meeting? And it had point persons and stuff like that. Um, and one of the jobs within there um, was that our, um, we had a small team this year. So we had four kids. So they kind of shared roles on our officer team. But um, eat, whoever was the, the point person for um, getting out the information, um was deciding how they wanted to share with people and we tried a couple of different things um social media was the best for us and just sharing that information um but what i think was really cool about kind of releasing the reins and putting it on the officer team is they were really committed to getting friends there um and so i think one of the things that worked best for us as far as motivating students and getting them there um was that word of mouth and that like specific connection with someone that they know at the meeting um our team was small but mighty and so we this sounds kind of weird but we practice how you be a sentinel like how you like make someone feel comfortable in a room um and i encourage you with your officer team to do that because our our officer team was just kind of like awkward in that space so we role played and we did like hey someone walks in, they've, they've never been to an FFA meeting before, how do you make them feel comfortable? Um, and so it's not necessarily like an incentive, but it's like, how do you make someone feel comfortable at a meeting so that they want to come back? Um, so that's kind of like multi-faceted, um, but I think the, the thing is giving the officers the training that they need to feel confident in communicating with others and with interacting with others so that people know about the meetings, but then also when they come to the meetings, they feel like they have a space at that meeting. Sarah, what are what are some other ways that you um, like em empower those kids? I mean, I think it we get burnt out, right? I mean, if, if you're really trying to have a meeting every month, and, and probably multiple, you know, especially when it gets closer to FFA week and you name it, like replace it with whatever activity we have, you really need to empower your kids. This shouldn't be on your plate. You should get to show up. So what other things do you have to add to that? That's a, that's a great point. We should just be able to show up, but it all goes back to what Hannah was saying is like the training and the expectations you have for the students, because we can't just assume they know what to do. I think that was a big like pitfall I came into this year. All of our officers were brand new or they had only served in an all virtual environment. How in the world are they supposed to know what I expect back from 2012 or 2014 when I was a teacher? It, it has to be shown. So you might need to, if you're a new teacher or going to a new program, you're gonna have to hold the reins a little longer than, than you might have at your old school and just like release yourself from like the expectations that you used to have because they change with every officer team and they change with every school you're at and every chapter you're at. So when it comes to um, like just attending in general, I have some thoughts just to throw like 
vomit some thoughts on you guys so you can take what works. So here are, here are four things. I came up with LMS, like your learning management system, social media, in school, and some other ideas. So use your LMS, calendar invites, have an FFA group if you don't already, send emails to the students and the parents because a lot of times the parents will see it and then they'll get engaged and be like, hey, don't you have an FFA meeting tomorrow? You might think it's annoying, but one of our favorite remind like things we say in GNG is as an ag teacher, you're the chief reminding officer, the CRO, because in a day, I think it's like you have over 10,000 thoughts in a day and your FFA meeting is one of them in your student's mind. Can, can you imagine there are other things on your FFA student's mind? The test they just took, you know, maybe there's a relationship thing, they're big games this afternoon, they got called into the office today. It's the priority is low. So you reminding them is not annoying. It's what they need to make the action to go. So all of those LMS stuff is awesome. For social media, obviously posts and stories. Um, on Instagram or Instagram, but before you can even decide to do that, you need to know where your kids are showing up. Um, I did an ad comm session here at Germinate this, uh, this summer, and it's all about your audience. And your audience at the school that you're going to, like Cassidy's going to a brand new school this year, she's probably gonna have to figure out where are they showing up? Is it Snapchat? Is it TikTok? Is it Instagram? And then move to where they are showing up. Um, something else at my old school that my students did is they made funny videos and officer takeovers on Instagram. And it was hilarious and people really liked it. So they got into like, how can we make this funny for people to get in? So um, I'll drop that old Instagram in the in the chat so you guys can look at some of those silly videos. They're from like 2020, 20, 2019. Um, so that's social media in school. One of the cool things I tried this year is like clear tabletop, you know, like a menu at a restaurant where you like put it into the clear. I had all of the announcements for that month on every table in my classroom so kids could see it. Even if they weren't processing it, they were still seeing it every day. So it was on their mind. And obviously class announcements, writing it on the board, writing on a chalkboard and all of our ag students had to walk in one hallway so we put a sign out in the hallway again do i know they're looking at it no but i'm trying to remind them other ideas that you guys have talked about this week i tried to compile them is food food but here's my new saying for you guys of give them food and they will come give them community and they will come back it's not just about getting them to come, it's getting them to come back. And without the community, without them feeling wanted, without them feeling encouraged, without them feeling like a part of the group, they're not gonna come back no matter how many Chick-fil-A biscuits or pizzas you give them. It's not going to happen. So keep that in mind. Like, yeah, you can you can entice them to show up the first time with food, but then you gotta back it up with some, some quality community there. Um, one of those ways you can do is inviting a friend or having an open meeting. I know a lot of ag programs that invite anybody to FFA meetings so they can see what it's like. Um, one of the chapters I follow back from Georgia, uh, they do like a water day because Georgia is just unbearably hot at the beginning of the school year. So they do like a water day, like a big water slide or like dodgeball slides, slip and slides, whatever. But they invite the whole school out. So they're like, hey, wow, this could be really fun. Maybe FFA is, is good for me. Um, then 
the HERDS program, if you haven't heard of the HERDS program, um, it was created by Heidi Lanning and Melissa Axiger in uh, Colorado. They did a session at Germany and it's one of the most talked about sessions from Germany. It was back in summer of 2021, where you create herds of FFA members who kind of stick together. They have their own group chat, but it's a smaller group of the bit. You know, if you have 100 FFA members, maybe there's 10 in that group. Um, and you can reach out to them. We'll put their information into the into the notes for the people who who will look at the show notes for here by the out or who are at germinate. Um, and I think I'll just end on this is to think about quality, not quantity. Just because you have 100 kids showing up to your FFA meeting doesn't mean that they're effective. And just just because you have 10 kids at an FFA meeting doesn't mean it's not effective. What we have the opportunity to do as FFA advisors and as an FFA officer team is to impact the kids who are in front of us. And if we choose to really pour into the 10 that show up or have a way for the 100 who do show up to feel not just like one of the numbers, but to be a one who is who is wanted to be there and who we know is there, like what are some ways that you can make them feel um, that they're part of the, the community and just remember that it's about the people who show up. Obviously you can get them to come and, and that, that's awesome, but what are you doing once they're in front of you and really, really teaching your students that. Um, one of the empowering things that I did with my officer teams and I said, I said no blue jackets or no blue polos, depending on the meeting, could be next to each other throughout the meeting. If I saw two blue jackets or two blue polos next to each other, something was wrong because it's not their purpose to be together with their officer team or their friends. It's their purpose to be the leaders of their organization and to go and hang out with their friends. So that's just a visual that I reminded my kids. I'm like, no blue jackets together. Um, that reminded them, hey, I'm not here for myself. I'm not here just to be like a picture, you know, like a stand up, look at me. I'm the president, but like, hey, I'm here to serve and love. And I think state officers do a really good job or national officers do a really good job of like, portraying that and if your students have any connection to your state officers or your national officers to use them as an example like they go out of their way to make people feel loved um, and and welcomed and that should be the goal of your meetings not to have numbers not to have cool national chapter award application stuff but for for kids to feel loved and appreciated yeah and none of that is earth shattering i mean it's just uh, like, why are we here? It's a community that we want to show up to. And so um, we feel that as adults and so do your kids. Um, and advertising, it does not have to be complicated. The best thing about FFA meetings is it's so easy to get the kids that aren't on your leadership teams involved and to feel a part of it. Because if they get to plan a meeting, like just the activity and you help them out. Like that's great for your, your young kids because then they're, then they're going to feel like they belonged. And then that's your future leadership team. You guys, I mean, it just, it, it's a snowball effect. Um, the one thing we always did for advertising, have you ever been to a restaurant and you go to the bathroom and you sit down and it's right there. Kids, you not. One of my students was like, let's just put him in the bathroom. And that's where she did. And so really weird, but let me tell you, there's nothing else for them to look at. So um, get creative with your advertising and it does not have to be 
um, complicated. Brianna and I wanted to share a couple meeting um, activity ideas. So Brianna, share your really cool airplane activity. Yeah, so we always try to have some sort of activity, which I'm sure a lot of other people do too at every meeting so that it's like content, but then also something fun. Um, so one thing that I've done in the past is that once the students get there, they're all challenged to make the best paper airplane. And that's all we tell them, the paper airplane that's going to fly the best. Um, so they all get to work making their paper airplane. Um, and then we move to um, the gym or outside if it's nice out or their shop or whatever works for you. Um, and they can stand around the perimeter of that room or outside or wherever you have it set up. Um, and we, we've done different prizes, like scattered throughout. So we always try to do something inexpensive. So it might be a keychain, maybe it's a candy bar, um, a can of pop, something like that, like a few, um, or as many as you want, you know, maybe up to 10 scattered throughout. And their goal is to hit the prize that they want. So they throw that paper airplane, um, whoever gets closest to that item then gets to have it. It's, I mean, really cheap and fun for the kids to get involved in. Um, but Nikki and I were talking about this the other night, and she also said that you could also set it up as they don't know what the prize is. Maybe it's in a, a brown paper bag. Maybe it's just a piece of paper on the floor, and they can't read what that says. Um, so they're all just kind of shooting for whatever. You can make it fun, and maybe it's a really awesome prize, or maybe it's like um, whatever that game show is where it's like a zonk. So they open it up, and it's, I don't know. It's like white like elephant. Yes. Yes. So yeah. something you maybe wouldn't really want, but it's just kind of fun just to kind of see. Um, so that's kind of mine. Like I said, it's really easy to implement. Um, but Nikki's is pretty cool too. So Nikki, why don't you kind of talk about yours too? Yeah. Before I get into it, Laura mentioned having someone donate prizes. That's a perfect way to get your community involved. People have asked uh, recently, like community buy-in, things like that. That some people want to get involved, but they want to be hands off because they're busy and they can't like show up to the alumni meetings and, but they can give some gift cards or some t-shirts or water bottles or, you know, have them go out and buy candy. Like there are people out there that want to do that. So my activity actually came from, if you don't have this book, Brianna bought me this book. Um, I don't teach anymore, you guys, but I still read like I teach. So sorry, but boredom busters. Um, by Katie Powell. So if you don't have this great book and this activity is from there, you can use it at a meeting, you can use it in your classroom, whatever, but it's curling. And so like super fun, right? So this does require a little work. Um, we have like, I've put all of this information in our show notes, but for those on the live, you take a big tarp and you make like the rings and the points like you were curling, right? And you need a, a trivia quiz. So this could be chapter trivia. It could be your like state's quiz bowl questions. It could just be general like Disney trivia, whatever you want to do. And so what, what you would do is you would have those questions ahead of time. And um, each team would get a ball, like a ball pit ball. Um, go buy them. Like I just bought a bunch at a yard sale. They, they either need to be numbered or the teams have to put their team name on them. So they write them on there with an expo marker and um, you ask a question and they have to write their answer on the ball and toss it in. And so whichever ring they land in is the points they will get if they get the question right. 
And so you just keep playing. It's super fun. The best part about it is, is this tarp will roll up and it's small, right? And so you can stick it away. You can use this for a review game activity in your classroom. So you can reuse this in tons of different ways. So it takes a little bit of thing, uh, planning ahead of time, um, but not too, not too hard. The other thing I want you guys to think about is I always took one FFA meeting and I taught my kids how to plan for that meeting. So I would have my, like Laura said, a playbook or something, and I would have my plan up on the board. And so they could see, here's how I'm planning out my curling activity. Here's the resources I need, the materials, when I'm going to buy them, how I'm going to get them. And so they could see that because someone said in the chat earlier, don't assume they know. Um, and so save yourself the frustration when they fail because no one's taught them. They're not showing up to the basketball practice with all of the, the plays that they're going to practice that day. They're not doing that. Someone else is doing that for them. So you have to teach them that. So um, that's my activity. All of the things that we're talking about, we have some things in the show notes that you guys will get exclusive access for, for being here early. And those of you listening um, to the playback of this, um, you'll have access to that in the show notes as well. Now we have a surprise. So the the G&G team got an envelope ahead of time. And so yes, they got specific instructions on there not to open the envelope until we instructed them to do so. So don't do it yet. Here's another activity. So when Brianna and I were brainstorming how we can make an impact to you guys, um, to ag education in general, uh, and to the GNG team for, for, you know, taking a risk and doing this with us, we wanted it to be impactful and we wanted it to be never ending. So go ahead and open your envelope. You guys, this is something that I hope you take and also doing your chapters this year. So they all received a book. It's the shout out book. Okay, so on the inside cover, there are directions, and I'll explain the directions, but what they're going to start reading is Brianna and I wrote a special, special message to each and every one of them, and they're going to read that. Hopefully, that fills their cup. Now, their challenge from us, and this is a challenge for all of you, too, is that they're going to they're gonna pick somebody from their community of ag teachers, and they're going to write them a note. And they're going to mail this to them. And when you get that book, you will then read your note. And if you need a little extra in your cup, you'll flip back and read the notes from previous people. And you will pick somebody. And you will keep sending this on. We ask that you, if you get this, post it on social media, tag us. Not because we want the credit, but because sometimes like, we need our cup filled and just seeing how this is going to lift everybody up is what we need. And so there's four of these books going around and I cannot wait to see all of the great things. You know, it's one thing to get thanked by another teacher. It's a, it's a whole nother thing to get thanked by a fellow ag teacher, someone who gets it. And so um, I'm excited for this. We did not make this up. Um, we saw this online. And so we, we just adapted it. And we knew this community likes crazy ideas. Um, and so I can't wait to see, to see this move around. Um, so as we wrap up, uh, G&G team, if people have questions on FFA meeting activities, 
um, how how they can spice up their FFA meetings. How what's the best way to get in contact with you? So we the best way to get in contact with us is to to hit us up at greenandgrowingedu at gmail.com or greengrowingedu um, on Instagram. Those are the best places that you'll get Cassidy ASAP <laughs> and Cassidy will get you the answers that you need. Um, if you are looking for specific help in the area of like your program of activities, which I think wraps around FFA meetings really well, something that launched recently in the green and growing community is our specialist roster. And we have ag teachers from across the country who are experts in certain areas of agriculture education. And we are so happy that we have one for program of activities. Um, it is Allison Held, and she is our specialist teacher for program of activities. And you can find her by going to the green and growing website I'm pretty sure if you just type green and growing education into Google, we are the first ones. Hello, we are, we have arrived. Um, but if you go to greenandgrowingedu.com slash support, you will be connected to, I think it's a group of 20 right now, and we're looking to expand as obviously we have gaps. There are not just 20 things we do as ag teachers. There are a lot more. Think about all the CDEs, all the proficiencies, all the other things, but get in touch with Allison. She was a speaker here at This Germinate and just a life of and has so much knowledge. Her her uh, session this time was about SMART goals, which are always really important to have when you are going into meeting planning. So if you need help, reach out to our specialist teacher and Allison will get you what you need. And then our just greenandgrowingedu.com website has a lot of information. We have a blog. We also have a takeaway library with a lot of stuff we've created that we are just giving away to you guys um, if you want it. And then if you're interested in hanging out with a green and growing community at Germinate in the future or um, at anything else that's coming up, like our Evergreen group or uh, any live events that we do, join our email list. When you go to the greenandgrowingedu.com website, there will be a pop-up that asks you to get onto the email list. That is your best place to be the first to know about anything that happens here. And we all have Instagrams. Mine's just at Sarah Nerswick. Um, and then Hannah's is at Hannah Wedger. Crosby, Miss Crosby um, is Crosby Chronicles. And then Cassidy is Cass in class. And you can always get all four of us at Green and Growing EDU on awesome. Instagram. Yeah, the best thing you can do is take one of those things Sarah just said and, and, and do it. Find a takeaway on their resources, reach out to one of their teacher specialists. You will not regret it. Um, all of those people that they have curated together um, all they want to do is help. Um, and so please use them. Um, thank you guys so much um, for, for being on our first ever live podcast. And we really appreciate it. For those of you listening, make sure you like Here by the Owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And we get asked occasionally, like, how can we help? And the best way to help is liking and reviewing our podcast so we can get in front of more teachers. Um, and we just want to brag about our ag teachers. Um, and so by liking and reviewing um, other teachers, see how awesome ag ed is. And that's, that's the goal. Um, be a guest on the show. Trust me, you have something to share. I promise you. Um, and we will help you through it. You do not have to be an expert. We've been doing this for two years and we still don't have it all figured out. Um, so you could be a guest on the show or just message us, you know, uh, an idea like, hey, I would like to learn about um, and then we'll we'll look for somebody um, that is a quote unquote expert on that. So um, 
check out our resources for this episode as well. Um, and if you ever need anything, reach out. Thanks for listening.